0: welcome to our couch take a seat it's time for therapy
1: movie therapy
0: Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine.
1: And I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and solid TV and movie recommendations
0: for whatever ails you. Note, we are not real therapists, but we do have couches, and we sit on them when we watch movies.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, shall we get to this week's letters?
0: Yes. Our first letter is from Serena. Serena says, Dear Rafer and Kristen... I have what many people would envision as the perfect life. I have a well-paying job that I am very good at. I have been happily married for over a decade, and I have a beautiful and intelligent child. Here's the problem. I went through my 20s attaining everything that I thought I was supposed to want, but now that I'm in my 30s, I'm finding out that so much of what I managed to get isn't a good fit for me. The primary thing is my career. I wish I had gone a different route, which would now take me over 10 years to train for, and then enter in as an entry-level worker, not an option as the primary breadwinner. Are there any movies that aren't about pursuing your dream or obtaining every goal on the bucket list, but rather finding contentment with what you have? I need a movie that inspires me to stay put and savor the blessings I already have. Any suggestions?
1: This is a hard letter, I think, because it requires facing some kind of hard facts. You know, it's it's true that as you get older, some of your options, they tend to narrow, especially when you've got a kid in the picture. That's a big deal. When you're the primary breadwinner, especially, um, it's tough. But I don't think it means that you have to regret and rue your choice. It doesn't mean that your choice was the wrong one. It just means that you're in a spot now where you've got to figure out how to move forward.
0: Yeah. And Serena, I don't think you're alone in your predicament. I really don't think you are. Not by a long shot. I think a lot of us at different points in our lives look back at other points and think, oh, look at that thing I desperately wanted in my 20s or my 30s. And now that I'm in my 40s or whatever decade it is, did I want the right thing? I don't know if that thing I wanted back then matches what I want right now. And so first and foremost, Serena, I just want to say you are not alone. And second of all, it's okay to change your mind about what you want. That doesn't mean something's broken in you. It doesn't mean it's a problem. This is just part of the human condition. We change our minds and thank goodness because how boring would it be if we made a decision when we were 20 years old and decided for the rest of our lives, that's the way I'm going to think. That's the way I'm going to live. That's all I'm going to want. That thing I decided I wanted when I was 20. Thank goodness we change our minds. I I pity the people who don't ever change their minds after age 20. What do you think, (laughs) Rafer?
1: Yeah, uh, listen, I agree. I will say this idea that you have about a movie that will inspire you to stay put, I don't know, Serena. I don't know how comfortable I am giving you a movie that inspires you to stay put. This is a little bit of a thing with me. I I don't know about you, Kristen. Oh, yeah. I, I, I will tell you a little story. Do you know the, um, that one of those old Little Golden Books? Remember the Little Golden Books from when
0: you were a kid? Yeah, okay. of course. I remember the pokey little puppy. Exactly. I remember. yeah, I remember all those. Yeah,
1: yeah of course. Uh, one of them that I vaguely remember from my childhood and that we bought for our kids is, I think it's called the Little Red Tugboat. Um, little Red Toy Tugboat that a little boy buys and puts it in the tub. And the tugboat is very mad that he's only sitting in a tub. He wants to be out in the big world. And then, um, one day the kid takes him, you know, out to the street where there's sort of, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of water running down the street and he puts the toy boat in the little water and it goes down the street and runs away. And it goes down into the little sewer system and then out into the river and he's happy. He's free. And the river gets a little (laughs) bigger and he's seeing cows and he's passing houses and then he's passing like a real town. And then he gets out into the harbor. And then there's giant boats and factories and tall buildings. And the little tugboat is saying, oh, my God, what have I gotten myself into? I'm scared. Get me out of here. And sure enough, the father picks the little toy boat up right at that minute, rescues him, takes him back, puts him in the tub. And the little toy boat says, this is the life for me. And I used to just think, what kind of effed up message is that? What? I don't want to read this to my kids. Don't go to the big city, kids. It's scary out there. Don't
0: ever leave a space that's roughly six times the size of your body. Just stay in that space (laughs) forever.
1: (laughs) There's wisdom in appreciating what you have. Yes, obviously, definitely. But I will say, I think there's probably going to be some little something, some aspect of your life, Serena. You're going to have to change, I think. There'll be something you'll have to change, I think, to move yourself forward and make you happy.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, Rafer. I mean, I am uh, going to prescribe a movie that is about maybe having fewer regrets. Okay. But fewer regrets is one thing, and making change is another. I agree with you, Rafer.
1: Kristen, I'm curious to hear it. What is it? What's your prescription here?
0: All right. So my prescription is a movie that I know I like way more than you like, Rafer. I will say this up front. I know this is true. Okay. It's a movie from 2013 called About Time, starring oh. Donald Gleason. and and Rachel McAdams. You're shaking your head right now.
1: Kristen. Okay. All right. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going.
0: You may recall when this movie came out, Rafer, I was just in love with it, and you shook your head just like you are right now. (laughs) But for those who aren't familiar with it... It's deja vu is what it (laughs) is. (laughs) (laughs) But for those who aren't familiar with it, it tells the story of Tim, who learns as a young man that all the men in his family have the ability to travel back in time in small bits for personal reasons, never to change international political events, just to be clear. (laughs) Not long after, Tim meets Mary and falls in love and finally wins her heart with a bit of help from his time travel powers, and life is then mostly good. They are adorable, they're quirky, they're so in love, but when things don't go quite right, Tim tries to remedy things with his time traveling but finds that doing so just takes away the things he loves most in the present while not really solving the things he wants to fix in the past. Here's a clip.
2: And so he told me his secret formula for happiness. Part one of the two-part plan was that I should just get on with ordinary life, living it day by day like anyone else. I Yep. Yeah. Tough day. But then came part two of Dad's plan. He told me to live every day again, almost exactly the same. The first time with all the tensions and worries that stop us noticing how sweet the world can be. But the second time, noticing. Okay, Dad. Let's give it a go. Boy,
1: Kristen, this is some sappy, sappy movie (laughs) recommendation you got here. Oh, boy. You know it's a Richard Curtis movie. You know I've got a real love-hate with Richard Curtis. I
0: know you do. I know you do. Notting
1: Hill and and you know uh, Love
0: Actually and uh you know I'm going to uh, warn you right now. This is not the last time his name's going to come up in this episode of the show by the way.
1: Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. All right, let me get ready. <sighs>
1: okay. Uh but okay, listen, I'm I'm stepping on your prescription, Kristen. Why have okay. you prescribe this movie?
0: Okay, so the reason I prescribed it is because I want you to ask yourself if you were to ever go back in time and change your life, would things actually be better? What would you lose that you cherish now? Would it actually maybe put other wheels in motion that would put you in a different spot than you are now? For example, I don't know much about your um life right now. We 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 know a little bit. We know that you're married, we know you love your child, we know that you do not like your job. But let's say instead you went a different path and you followed the career path that you're interested in right now. Maybe you won't have this child that you love so much right now. Maybe you would have been in school for a decade. Maybe All the things that are part of the life that bore you right now would be gone, but maybe all the things that you love would also be gone. So just think about that. The path you went on maybe wasn't the wrong path. And that's great that you can't change the past. It's good. I mean, sometimes I'm sure we all think, oh, I wish I could go back and change the past on that. But thank God we can't. My God, the world would be messed up if we could all go back and do that. But you can be grateful for what you have in the present. And the things that you're not grateful for, you can change. You can put some plans into place. Serena, maybe your plan can be to, you know, take a couple of distance learning classes, sure. even if you just have to squeeze them in like early mornings or weekends or in the evening or whatnot. Gradually those classes will lead you to a place where you can go after that dream career. Right. Maybe it won't be something that gets changed in the next year or three years. Maybe it'll take 15 years, who knows? But you can put little bits and pieces in motion now and not have any regrets about the past. That's my advice. Rafer, you still look suspicious. Oh my God, the way you're looking at me right now, Rafer. You're like, I hate this movie. <laughs> all right, let's 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 hear your prescription, Rafer. If you think you have a better one, I want to hear
1: it. Okay, uh, all right. Uh, Serena, I have a, I, a prescription for you that I'm, I'm going to bet you haven't seen. Uh, it is a German film called Tony Erdmann from 2016. It's a it's an exceedingly strange comedy that kind of came out of nowhere uh, with two people I'm sure you haven't heard of. Uh, the female lead is an actress named Sandra Huller, and the male lead is a guy named Peter Simonischek. Uh, she plays Inez. She's a very successful young woman who works as a consultant for uh, giant corporations in Eastern Europe. Uh, she is also deeply unhappy, stressed out, humorless, joyless, and generally miserable to be around. Uh, however, her father, uh, Winfried, is this giant, shaggy slob, kind of warm, funny, friendly guy, and also a diehard, practical joker whose jokes aren't even really that funny. Everywhere he goes, he carries a set of false teeth that he'll just sort of pop in all of a sudden, and he'll just start pretending to be someone else and interacting with strangers. Um, and the thing is, everyone gets a big kick out of him, which just makes his daughter even angrier and hate her father even more. And so what does he decide to do on the verge of one of the biggest deals that she is ever going to make in her career? He follows her to Eastern Europe, pops in those teeth and starts crashing all her meetings, showing up at her parties, talking to her boss and her employees, wearing increasingly bizarre costumes. And he won't stop until he gets her to lighten the hell up. And that's the story.
0: Oh my God, this is so German. This is like the most so German-sounding <laughs> movie ever made. Everything about it. Everything about
1: it. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it is. And and this is the thing about it. I, I'm going to warn you about a couple of things. Um, first of all, it is an adult film. Uh, it it, it, ha- it has nudity and it Ooh, has sexy. Yes, it is. Uh, it's got a lot of nudity and it has one. Um extremely graphic and very funny and very shocking sex scene in it um works for me works for you Kristen. oh yeah <laughs> oh, you, you you get a this scene would crack you up believe me um <laughs> it is also i will warn you it's 162 minutes long it is an it is a nearly three hour german comedy i'm prescribing for you which i know sounds like a heavy lift but i promise you it's worth it and here's why this guy win winfried He's irritating, but he's lovable. He's, and he's kind of like this supernatural force. He's like, he's like God or something uh, who just keeps, like, she can't get rid of him no matter what she does. He keeps coming back. He's like, he's beyond her control. And his message is life is good. You are healthy. You are successful. You have everything you want. What are you so happy about? All you really have to do is just break into a smile. Enjoy yourself and laugh. That's all he's trying to get her to do. She does have to change a little bit in this movie, but really, that's the message. Just, just enjoy it. You've only got this one life. Just enjoy it. So it's, it's pretty close, I think, Serena, to the message that, that you want to hear.
0: Oh, Rafer, that sounds like a really, really good prescription.
1: It's a, it is such a great movie. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. It was just so extraordinary to sit through a two and a half hour subtitled <laughs> comedy and just be riveted and laughing and shocked and cringing uh, and moved. And uh, it's it's just great. It's a wonderful movie.
0: Well, Serena, once again, then our recommendations are from Rafer, Tony Erdman, and from Me About Time.
1: Okay, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do a gentle reminder that we love it when you rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. For example, music lover 1596 recently gave us five stars and wrote, Rafer and Kristen have a great dynamic and offer amazing movie recs and decent advice. It accomplishes its mission perfectly.
0: How do you like that, Kristen? <laughs> I love the way you said decent. You made it sound better than... <laughs> in my head, the way I was reading, I was like, eh, and decent advice. That's, that's <laughs> a solid B+. plus on the advice part. seas <laughs> get degrees, as they say, Rafer. Right. get degrees. <laughs> All right, stay with us. When we're back, we have someone who does not want to get married. Hey, Matt.
1: Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken?
0: All right, this one is from Ashley. Ashley says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I'm a queer woman in my late 30s and my partner and I have been together for five years. We are very happy living together and have no plans to get married or to have kids. My mom feels differently, however. She really wants us to get married. When we recently told her about attending our friend's Zoom wedding, she started pushing for us to have a Zoom wedding too. My question is this, what movie recommendations do you have for people who are happy together without getting married?
1: Ooh, that's an interesting one. There's a lot of things I like about this letter, Kristen. Um, oh, do tell. Well, one is the idea that you know it. It seems like I guess it wasn't really that long ago when I went to my first uh, gay wedding. I think it was just before it had become, you know, nationwide legal, and in that short amount of time. Gay people are now susceptible to the same pressure from their parents <laughs> as the rest of us <laughs> to get married. And I think that's really funny. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. Um,
0: it's a certain kind of equality. It sure is. Now you, yep, you can be a part of two.
1: Okay. Uh, no, but on a more serious note, um, man, I just racked my brains, racked my brains to try to find a movie that did not have two people who end up getting married and especially two people that were women that were just going to be in kind of a comfortable, uh, relationship sort of going forward, just a normal, healthy, comfortable, long term relationship who don't get married. I, I just, boy, I thought and thought and thought and thought about this one and couldn't do it. Kristen, what, what did you come up with?
0: It's really, really tough because I mean, most. Movies want us to get married, whether yes. we want to or not. Most movies, Ashley, are like your mom. Totally, <laughs> they just want us to do it.
1: Hollywood loves a wedding, man.
0: Oh, they sure do. And I mean, my God, I just think about some of the storylines in movies, like, "Oh no, I'm about to be 25 and I'm unmarried." Like, what? 25? Right. You just got old enough to rent a car. What are you talking right. about? Like, or, oh no, I just got divorced. I need to get remarried. Oh, the focus on marriage is unreal. Lenting. It's everywhere. And Rafer, you and I've been friends a long time. You know that I've always been of the mindset like, oh, if I get married, great. If I don't get married, yep. great. Whatever happens is fine. My life is going to be fantastic no matter what happens. It'll be great. It does not matter if I am married. But no one should get married if they don't want to. I'm don't totally. get married if you don't want to, Ashley. Don't, right. don't do that. Um, you can have a great life. Your mom can stuff it. Your mom can be happy with you no matter what. I mean, I don't mean to be mean to your mom here, but, you know, mom, join the millions of other moms who are disappointed in their kids for not being married. Just join the club, be in a support group or something. Totally true. It's fine. But, no, there are lots of ways to be very happy in life and to be whatever you want to be, married, unmarried, cohabitating. And I found a movie that tried to capture the variety of ways we can be happy with somebody else. And, um, unfortunately, Ashley, I'll say up front, like Rafer, uh, the movie I picked out did not include a couple of women who are in love and unmarried. Uh, it does have a gay couple in it. It does have several straight couples in it. It does have somebody with a disability in it, but it does not have a lesbian couple in it. So I want to say that up front, but Rafer, I'm going to say it right now. Okay. It is another movie by someone who you mentioned earlier, who you cannot stand.
1: Oh, my God. Are you going to recommend another Richard Curtis movie? This is two in a row?
0: Oh, yes, I am, Rafer. I
1: couldn't even wait to the third recommendation. Oh, my God.
0: I am doing it. I am doing it right now. I'm doing Four Weddings and a Funeral from 1994. God almighty. Oh, God. The look on your face again, <laughs> Rafer. Is this going to be the look <laughs> on your face all of today? <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Okay. Let's hear it, Kristen. Let's hear it.
0: All right. So, Four Weddings and a Funeral stars Hugh Grant. He plays Charles, a man who's unlucky in love, as are many in his group of friends, it seems. He meets a young woman named Carrie, played by Andy McDowell, at a wedding. And when that happens, he thinks maybe his luck has changed. But their encounter is very brief, and he's left wondering, what might have been? Until, of course, they cross paths again at a handful of nuptials and one funeral. Along the way, we see that his group of friends maybe have more complicated love lives than he used to think. Maybe they're not just all unlucky in love. For example... I don't think this is a spoiler. I think most people can see it early on. There is a gay couple in his group of friends. He never realized they were a couple for some reason, even though it's so obvious. There is an unrequited love that's happening there. Uh, There are people who are getting together. There are people that are breaking up. And there is, at one point in the movie, a long-term couple that decides to stay together but never get married. Here's a clip.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry to drag you from your delicious desserts. Uh, There are just one or two little things I feel I should say as best man. This is only the the second time I've ever ever been a best man. I I hope I did the job all right that time. The couple in question are at least still talking to me. (laughs) Anyway, enough of that. Um, My job today is to talk about Angus and uh, there are no skeletons in his cupboard. Or so I thought. I'll come on to that in a minute. I, I would just like to say this, um, I am, as ever, in uh, bewildered awe of, of anyone who makes this kind of commitment that Angus and Laura have made today. I know I couldn't do it, and uh, I think it's wonderful they can. So anyway, back to, back to Angus and those sheep. Um, <laughs>
1: I'll be darn, Kristen. You found it. You found the movie.
0: No, 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 no.
1: No, because there's not a lesbian couple. Like I said. Well, no, but still I, I, I could not find a movie. The the only one I could think of was McCabe and Mrs. Miller, but it's got this bummer ending, and I didn't want to suggest that one. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you found you found it. You found you found the romantic comedy where the couple stays together but doesn't get married. God, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I,
0: it's it's not a perfect movie. Rafer, you can probably spend the next five hours listing out the movies imperfections. There are problems. It's not perfect. Uh, Andy McDowell's acting has never been stiffer in her whole life. And that's saying a lot because she can be a pretty stiff actor. Mm. And I wish it was more diverse. I really do. The TV adaptation that was made that Mindy Kaling co-produced is much more diverse. And I actually like the TV show quite a bit, too. So you might want to check out that TV show. It also follows a bunch of 30-somethings who um, are falling in and out of love, gay, straight, much more racially diverse. So you might want to also check out that TV show. So that's my recommendation. Four weddings and a funeral, the movie. And if you want, supplementally, you can watch the TV show. But, Rafer, what about you? I want to know what you're going to recommend.
1: All right. Um, I, like I said, I just I, I banged my head bloody against the wall trying to figure something out. But finally, I just had to do a little bit of a 180 on this and just find a movie that would really make you want to not get married. So the, <laughs> so <laughs> the movie I chose. Is from just last year, from 2019. It's called Ready or Not. Do you remember this movie, Kristen? No, I
0: do not.
1: All right. Even though
0: I'm ready. I'm ready to hear about it, but I do (laughs) not remember it. All right. I'll tell
1: you about it. Uh, This is a movie about a young woman named Grace, uh, played by Samara Weaving. She's the niece of uh, Hugo Weaving, the actor. So she has just married a a very extraordinarily wealthy young man named uh, Daniel Ledoma, played by Adam Brody. Uh, he is heir to a board game fortune, and his family has a tradition. The newest member of the family must draw a card, and on that card will be the name of a game. Grace draws hide-and-seek, and she's it, and the hunt begins. But then she slowly realizes, oh, it's an actual hunt, and the family members aren't trying to tag me. They're actually trying to kill me. Have a listen.
0: Whenever the masses are presented with a new addition to the family we place a blank playing card into the box. Our initiate then has the privilege of drawing the card, and Mr. LeBail will
2: tell us which game to play. I got chess. I got Old Maid. Seriously, what the fuck is Old Maid? Fitch.
1: I just take out the card?
0: My dear, it is your turn.
1: (laughs) What does it say, girl?
2: It says says hide and seek. Are we really going to play that? everything okay
0: oh my god rafer this sounds like even before you got to the hunting part just the the newcomer has to play a game that alone (laughs) makes me want to leave this house i'm like i don't want to have anything to do with you people if i'm going to be cornered into playing a game because i'm the new person no no no, no, not
1: right exactly uh yes this is uh this is obviously worst wedding night ever and, uh, it's a, it's a lot of fun. You know, uh, Samurai Weaving spends the entire time in this blood drenched bridal gown running for her life while her in laws are trying to chase her, uh, with, uh, you know, crossbows and muskets through this giant mansion. Um, oh, you know what? It just so happens, Andy McDowell is also in this movie and she's, uh, oh. she's quite funny and quite good. Mm, you know, good it is. Her. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's, she's actually, she's actually really good it's really fun, really funny. Uh, it is an R rated movie. It has got a lot of blood and gore and brains, but it is very cartoonish. And you know, when the, when the arrow goes into someone's forehead, it's, it's done for, you know, humor, not, not horror. You know, the, the, the word I would use to describe this movie is jocular. It's got a very jocular tone to it. Um, (laughs) and it's really creative. It's really creatively done. It looks fantastic. The mansion is great. The props are really clever. Um, So I'm being a little facetious with this choice, Ashley, but it is it's a gem of a black comedy. And I think it will it will helpfully reinforce all your fears of getting married.
0: (laughs) Ashley, Ashley, the second movie I want you to send to your mom. Right,
1: right, exactly. There you go. Mom,
0: here's a screening link for you. Watch this. We'll discuss later. (laughs)
1: All right, so we'll recap. Uh, My suggestion is ready or not, and Kristen went with four weddings and a funeral.
0: (laughs) All right, we're going to take another quick break. But before we do, are you in a predicament where you could use some questionable advice and a good movie recommendation or TV recommendation? Write to us at RaferAndKristen at gmail.com. You do not have to use your real name.
1: You can also use the contact form on our website, RaferAndKristen.com. Or reach out to us on Twitter, at Rafer Guzman and at Kristen meinzer.
0: When we're back, we have our What Should I Watch Next? Letter of the Week. We are back with our What Should I Watch Next? Letter of the Week. Rafer, take it away.
1: All right. This letter is from Joe. Joe says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, Like a lot of people, I'm sure I feel like I've been living the same day over and over again for months now. I'm pretty sure that's why I loved Palm Springs so much, the new movie on Hulu where Andy Samberg is trapped in a time loop. Confession, I've now watched it more than once. Is that meta of me? Anyway, (laughs) I would love to watch some other movies that capture this sense of life on repeat that we're all in right now. Please prescribe me something less obvious than Groundhog Day and more upbeat than Memento. Thank you.
0: Mm, yeah, I'm glad that, um, Joe, you mentioned Groundhog Day and Memento because I agree with you. Those, those should not be allowed to be prescribed here. It's too simple. <laughs> That's it's true. too easy. It's too obvious. Too obvious. Even though I, I really like Memento a lot.
1: Can we talk briefly about uh, Palm Springs? Kristen, this is a movie that you liked quite a bit and I just didn't.
0: Yes. I I, I would say that's a perfect summation of how we feel about that movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So tell me why you didn't like it and then I'll tell you why I liked it.
1: I just felt that it was trying too hard. I felt it was uh, too uninspired a ripoff of Groundhog Day. I really didn't like it. The lead character.
0: You mean Andy Sandberg's character you didn't like?
1: Yeah, Andy Sandberg's character, which um I just I I I found him really unappealing. And I was really surprised that you found him appealing because he seemed like exactly the kind of sort of young, cocky white guy that you would just roll your eyes at and just go, oh my god, another one of these guys. <laughs> uh but yet
0: you, uh, I think you really liked it. Yes, I did really like it. And one thing I liked about it, and this is so interesting that we have such different views on this. Yeah, I liked that. It didn't feel like it was trying to be Groundhog Day. To me, it felt like it was trying to do something different. Andy Samberg is not trying to be a better person throughout this movie. Andy Samberg is not trying to escape whatever you want to call the cycle. Some people call it the Buddhist cycle of redemption, or um, there have been a lot of religions uh, that yeah. you know use this movie as as a way of teaching certain philosophies. Actually, and I don't think that yeah. this is a redemption movie at all. And he is not in this loop alone. This is not an individual journey. It's a romantic comedy, and the only yep. way spoiler that he is able to get out is because he pulled somebody in, and she doesn't want to be there. Right. And I will say, if I have an issue with any of the actors in this movie, it is the person he pulls in. Kristen Miliati, is that her name?
1: Miliati, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think that she was the necessarily the most interesting or best person for this role. Hmm. So I, I was more okay with him because at least he fully embraced the character he was supposed to be. She just seemed like really flaky and flat. For a lot of the movie, I'm like, I don't really understand what she's supposed to be. And it wasn't until the second half of the movie that I understood what her, you know, whole trajectory was and so on. But I still enjoyed it, though. I still enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought in the end, it was charming. And yes, it definitely did tap into something I think we're all feeling right now. Like, oh, my God, is this day ever going to end? This day called 2020. (laughs) <laughs>
1: right exactly i know i know yeah okay well it's uh all right i just wanted to s- discuss that with you because i know we haven't had a chance to talk about palm springs all right well um i do have a prescription and it's going to make me sound like a complete hypocrite uh now that i've said all that about <laughs> palm springs uh but i'm gonna go with it uh my prescription is happy death day from 2017 another horror comedy uh Ooh. and uh if you haven't seen it it's uh it's a great little movie Uh it's PG-13, so nothing too awful, nothing too bloody. Uh, it's really more of a teen movie, actually. Uh, but it is about a college student named Teresa Geldman, nicknamed Tree. She wakes up one morning in some guy's dorm room, gives this guy the brush off, goes to meet the married professor she's sleeping with, hangs out with her snotty sorority sisters. She That night, she heads off to a party. But before she gets there, she's lured into a dark tunnel and stabbed to death. And of course, the next morning she wakes up. Same thing, same dorm room, same guy, same death. Here's a clip.
2: Oh hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room?
0: Yeah, I folded
2: your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you oh, get that? Don't show it, it's your Stop global warming. You sneaky
0: little biatch Maybe you should switch to water next time Super helpful Don't be late to party tonight Okay, bye Bye Tree, happy birthday
1: You scared me Hey, you're
2: up
0: Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. Ah, why does she keep going back into that tunnel, Rafer? She
1: can't help it. No matter what she does, she gets Uh. stabbed by this guy. It's a good, I guess I should say this person who is uh, wearing a uh, sort of a, a baby mask. It's the school mascot. Looks like sort of like a, an overexcited baby. Um, and so she doesn't know who this person is and she has to find out who her killer is before she can go on with the rest of her life. And of course, there is a redemption story here because she's not a very likable person when the movie first starts out. So Jessica Roth plays the, uh, plays the lead. She plays Tree. And I I, I was against all odds Really tickled by this movie, I think, because it's like I say, it's more of a teen film really than an actual horror movie. And 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 the mystery part is fun and pretty well done, but it's all just kind of fun to hang out on campus with Tree and her girlfriends and the dopey guy who's got a crush on her and you know her their nerdy scientist friends and all the usual teen characters. And I think they're played really well. And it's like a it's a scary movie. It's got a lot of really good like good jump jump scares and good suspense scenes. Um, but it's also very sweet. I remember one thing I really remember about it was it, it it's the only horror movie I've ever seen that ends with little cute animated cartoons during the credits, like a kids' movie would. <laughs> and I thought, like, oh, that's really cute. Um, so I, I liked it a lot, and I would I would even go so far with with some reservations uh, to recommend the sequel, Happy Death Day to You, which is not. <laughs> <laughs> I know I sound like a complete moron but uh, and it's not nearly as good but it's not bad either. So, uh happy death day. I'm telling you it it's a lot of fun. All right, well, Kristen, what's your prescription?
0: All right. So, my prescription and I am just going to confess here and now, I gave myself permission to prescribe a Christmas movie this week because you did it last week and I thought you opened the floodgates, Rafer.
1: Oh my God, okay. If you
0: decided that August is the time when we can start talking about Christmas movies, then I am running with it. So watch out, listeners. Oh boy. There are Christmas movies to come. Now I've done it. For the next many weeks. Watch out. And it's Rafer's fault. You cannot blame me. The movie I'm prescribing is called The 12 Dates of Christmas from ABC Family. It came out in 2011. Rafer, I'm sure you've already seen this movie. You probably have it on DVD. You probably watch it several times a year. Uh, It's probably one of your Christmas favorites, right? Kristen, why
1: in God's name, why would I have seen an ABC Family movie about Christmas? (laughs) You're just, you're just, you're pulling my chain. You're pulling my tinsel, Kristen. You
0: know I love some ABC Family. (laughs) I love it. I love it. ABC Family has all of these made-for-TV movies that I think are very clever. This is one of my favorite's Theirs. And in it, Kate, played by Amy Smart, finds herself reliving Christmas Eve, including a blind date with a man named Miles, played by Mark Paul Gossler of Saved by the Bell fame. She goes through this day over and over and over again. She must discover how to break the cycle. Should she attempt to win back her ex boyfriend Jack? Should she pursue Miles? Should she do something else entirely? Does it all really come down to her appreciating and spreading the magic of Christmas? Here's a clip.
1: Oh, I wish we had a full house tonight. You know, it's a good thing you're single, Katie, or we'd just be two old folks having dinner
0: alone tonight. You're spending the night, right? To be with the kids when I get here? You know, like it used to be.
2: Dad, nothing is like it used to be. If it was, mom would still be alive. I'll get it. Is this what the rest of my life is going to be like? Just me and the dog
1: I think you hurt Sally's feelings
2: I didn't mean to But don't you miss mom? Every day well, honey, I love Sally too We should try a little harder with her That was Miles He's not coming He said you left him to be with another guy Well, I went to go meet Jack Miles is one of the sweetest guys in the whole world Well, I'll call him tomorrow and apologize <laughs> That ship has sailed You blew your chance You can't go back and change it
1: Oh my God! Groundhog Day is just <laughs> that movie. Just keeps on giving, doesn't it? I mean, God, there there should be a film festival for that for that yes. thing.
0: Boy, yes, yes, there'd be like five hundred movies in it at least, right? God,
1: I know. I've never even heard of this movie, uh, but leave it to you to, to find to find the gem on ABC Family.
0: Oh, it is delicious. It is delightful. It is a blatant ripoff of Groundhog Day. And yet, I totally enjoy it every time I watch it. Every time I hit planet, I think, oh, I'll turn this off halfway through because it's just the same thing as Groundhog Day. And then by the end, who's standing up and cheering? This gal. This gal right here.
1: Multiple times. Multiple times you've seen this thing. Oh,
0: so many times. I've seen it at least 12 times
1: because it's the 12
0: dates of Christmas. Yeah, I've seen it many times. (laughs) it's part of my annual rotation at this point.
1: Listen, it 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 sounds like exactly what our listener is asking for. It sounds like it's it sounds like you found the one, Kristen. Okay.
0: Yes. And it's frothy and you can be drunk the whole time and still follow it. I'm just going to say that. I know a lot of people are drinking more during COVID.
1: There you go. Oh, yeah, show of hands. <laughs> All right. Well, then our prescriptions are once again the 12 dates of Christmas from Kristen and from me, happy death day from 2017.
0: Well, Rafer, I guess that's it for this week's episode of Movie Therapy.
1: I know, it went by so fast. It did. Well, listeners, please don't hesitate to reach out. If you need some questionable advice and solid
0: movie recommendations, we are at raferandkristen at gmail.com. Yes, and if you haven't already, please join our Facebook community. It is such a fun, lively, supportive group. Yeah. We are at facebook.com slash groups slash Rafer and Kristen again that's facebook.com slash groups slash Rafer and Kristen even Rafer who hates social media is on there chatting with people sometimes
1: I'm there it's that good (laughs) you can also reach out to us on Twitter at Rafer Guzman and at Kristen Meinser and on our website which is RaferandKristen.com
0: reminder please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows and please tell your friends about the show tell them today today (laughs) today (laughs) today. See, that was a joke about poems.
1: All right. That was good. Until next time, I'm Ray for Guzman. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>